The Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. Meanwhile, the crowds had gathered in thousands, so that they were actually treading on each other's toes. And Jesus, speaking primarily to his disciples, said, Be on your guard against yeast. I mean the yeast of the Pharisees, which is sheer pretense. For there is nothing covered up which is not going to be exposed, nor anything private which is not going to be made public. Whatever you may say in the dark will be heard in daylight, and whatever you whisper within four walls will be shouted from the rooftops. I tell you, as friends of mine, that you are not to be afraid of those who can kill the body, but afterwards cannot do anything more. I will show you the only one you need to fear, the one who, after he is killed, has the power to throw you into destruction. Yes, I tell you, it is right to stand in awe of him. The market price of five sparrows is two farthings, isn't it? Yet not one of them is forgotten in God's sight. Why, the very hairs of your heads are all numbered. Don't be afraid, then. You are worth more than a great many sparrows. I tell you that every man who acknowledges me before men, I, the Son of Man, will acknowledge in the presence of the angels of God. But the man who disowns me before men will find himself disowned before the angels of God. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But there is no forgiveness for the man who speaks evil against the Holy Spirit. And when they bring you before the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, don't worry as to what defense you are going to put up, or what words you are going to use. For the Holy Spirit will tell you at the time what is the right thing for you to say. Then someone out of the crowd said to him, Master, tell my brother to share his legacy with me. But Jesus replied, My dear man, who appointed me a judge or arbitrator in your affairs? And then, turning to the disciples, he said to them, Notice that, and be on your guard against covetousness in any shape or form, for a man's real life in no way depends upon the number of his possessions. Then he gave them a parable in these words, Once upon a time a rich man's farmland produced heavy crops, so he said to himself, What shall I do, for I have no room to store this harvest of mine? Then he said, I know what I'll do. I'll put down all my bonds and build bigger ones, where I can store all my grain and my goods, and I can say to my soul, Soul, you have plenty of good things stored up there for years to come. Relax, eat, drink, and have a good time. For God said to him, You fool, this very night you will be asked for your soul. Then who is going to possess all that you have prepared? That is what happens to the man who hoards things for himself and is not rich in the eyes of God. And then he added to the disciples, That is why I tell you, don't worry about life, wondering what you are going to eat, or what clothes your body will need. Life is much more important than food, and the body more important than clothes. Think of the ravens. They neither sow nor reap, and they have neither store nor barn. But God feeds them. And how much more valuable do you think you are than birds? Can any of you make himself even a few inches taller, however much he worries about it? And if he can't manage a little thing like this, why do you worry about anything else? Think of the wild flowers and how they neither work nor weave. Yet I tell you that Solomon in all his glory was never arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass which flowers in the field today and is burnt in the stove tomorrow, is he not much more likely to clothe you, you little faiths? You must not set your heart on what you eat or drink, nor must you live in a state of anxiety. The whole heathen world is busy about getting food and drink, and your father knows well enough that you need such things. No, set your heart on his kingdom, and your food and drink will come as a matter of course. Don't be afraid, you tiny flock. Your father plans to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give the money away to those in need. Get yourself purses that never grow old, inexhaustible treasure in heaven, where no thief can ever reach it, or moth destroy it. For wherever your treasure is, you may be certain that your heart will be there too. You must be ready dressed and have your lamps alight 
like men who wait to welcome their lord and master on his return from the wedding feast, so that when he comes and knocks at the door, they may open it for him at once. Happy are the servants whom their lord finds on the alert when he arrives. I will assure you that he will then take off his outer clothes, make them sit down to dinner, and come and wait on them. And if he should come just after midnight, or in the very early morning, and find them still on the alert, their happiness is assured. But be certain of this, that if the householder had known the time when the burglar would come, he would not have let his house be broken into. So you must be on the alert, for the Son of Man is coming at a time when you may not expect him. Then Peter said to him, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everybody? But the Lord continued, Well, who will be the faithful, sensible steward whom his master will put in charge of his household to give them their supplies at the proper time? Happy is the servant if his master finds him so doing when he returns. I tell you, he will promote him to look after all his property. But suppose the servant says to himself, My master takes his time about returning, and then begins to beat the men and women servants, and to eat and drink and get drunk. That servant's master will return suddenly and unexpectedly, and he will punish him severely and send him to share the penalty of the unfaithful. The slave who knows his master's plan, but does not get ready or act upon it, will be severely punished. But the servant who did not know the plan, though he has done wrong, will be let off lightly. Much will be expected from the one who has been given much, and the more a man is trusted, the more people will expect of him. It is fire that I have come to bring upon the earth, how I could wish it were already ablaze. There is a baptism that I must undergo, and how strained I must be until it is all over. Do you think I have come to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, not peace, but division. For from now on, there will be five people divided against each other, in one house, three against two, and two against three. It is going to be father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then he said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once that it is going to rain, and so it does. And when you feel the south wind blowing, you say it is going to be hot, and so it is. You frauds, you know how to interpret the look of the earth and the sky. Why can't you interpret the meaning of the times in which you live? And why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? For instance, when you are going before the magistrate with your opponent, do your best to come to terms with him while you have the chance, or he may rush off to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the police officer, and the police officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will never get out again until you have paid your last farthing.